Welcome to the Aspiring Stylist Podcast with Tracy Franklin, where to begin, grow, and aspire to become the best stylist you can be. Whether you're thinking about becoming a stylist, opening a salon, or developing your skills as an experienced stylist, the next step of your beauty career starts here. Each week, we'll discuss strategic ways to design, plan, and execute on becoming a stylist that excels behind the chair and above the bottom line. Here's your host, Tracy Franklin. Today, I want to talk about how to survive the holidays as a hairstylist, what the challenges might be and what that looks like for you behind the chair. What stylists can expect in their first year serving guests in the holiday season is it can be a little bit challenging, you know, trying to fit everyone in that didn't plan ahead or pre-book their appointments. You got to know when the holiday rush really starts and when you should start your planning for the holidays. I'll tell you, pre-booking is essential. I start pre-booking my holiday appointments in September for the rest of the year. I don't leave any room for error between October and November. If they want to get in before the holidays, if they want to have those perfect holiday appointments, then it's going to require planning ahead of time. And pre-booking is the only way to guarantee that I'm going to have a spot for them that works for their schedule. In your first year, how busy you are really depends on how long you've been behind the chair. I mean, at this point, you might still be assisting another busy stylist. For me, holiday energy starts around Halloween. I absolutely love Halloween and I do consider it a holiday. And for me, it just kicks off a series of really fun events, parties, special times with the people I love, my family and stuff like that. So yeah, for me, Halloween is kind of when it all kicks off. Again, September is a really great time to start planting those seeds, those holiday appointment seeds, even if you're not that busy. The conversation should be about the guest's convenience, not how busy you are. We're doing this for them so that they can have an appointment that really works for them and really works for their schedule. And the benefit for us is that we get to use that to our advantage and plan our book out ahead as well. So we need to prepare our guests. We need to let them know what to expect during the holiday season. For example, they may be really used to being able to just call in and get an appointment at their convenience because maybe you're not super booked yet and that's okay. But most people are aware of the busy season that the holidays bring into a salon. It's not a hard conversation to initiate. It's actually pretty easy. So even if you're just starting out, you're still going to be busier than usual. So the effort should still be made to get these easy appointments scheduled for your clients. During the holiday season, try to book out two appointments if possible. Again, you're going to be super busy. By the time they call in November to get a December appointment, the chances are going to be pretty slim that you have that availability. And definitely remind them about your cancellation policy. If the salon you work in or you has a very specific cancellation policy, this is a really great time to make sure that your client is aware of that. And the reason I bring this up is because sometimes scheduling two appointments ahead is non-committal. You know, maybe we're going to show up for that next one. But how do we really know in September what we're going to be doing in November? That's okay. We want to let the guests know that if they need to cancel for some reason, that's okay. But these are the policies. These are the way we handle this. And when it comes down to taking money from people for a cancellation, you want to make sure that there's massive clarity on what the parameters are around that. If they're really not interested, if they don't seem interested at all in pre-booking appointments of any kind, then don't push it. I mean, yeah, you kind of get that point for pre-booking, but then later on, you know, maybe your productivity is going to be down because that client tried to let you know they really weren't one to schedule ahead. 
We pushed it. We booked that appointment the day before the appointment. They cancel. Now you've got this big hole in your schedule. So if it doesn't seem like something they want to do, then just don't force it, even if it is the holidays. So it is possible that you can overbook and overpromise yourself to your guests. And the only way to avoid this is, again, by planning ahead. Make sure that whenever possible, those schedules can be planned. Those appointments can be scheduled ahead of time. But you also have to set boundaries. You can't be flinging open the doors to your schedule just to accommodate a guest that didn't really want to take your advice in the first place. I do not recommend canceling personal plans to accommodate a guest. And I'm kind of a whatever it takes girl, especially in those early years of your career. Like, if possible, yes, take the guest. But do not cancel your holiday plans to accommodate a guest. This is a really great setup for burnout. So here are a few boundaries that I've had to put in place for myself as a stylist around the holidays. For the first 10 years of my career, I would take the week of Christmas off. I wanted to spend some extra time with my kids. I really love Christmas, and I'm just not willing to skip out on making those memories with my family. But for you, depending on the dynamics of your family, you may have to be off. Maybe the schools are closed. Maybe the daycare is closing down. Childcare is not an option. Maybe there are some other extenuating circumstances that really just don't allow you to work during the holidays, and that's okay. Definitely plan ahead if you want to put in some extra overtime before the holidays. And do I recommend that? Yeah. Like I said, if you've got the availability in your schedule and you don't have any plans, take the client. Why not? Go the extra mile in these early years of your career. It's a great way to make some extra Christmas money. And the tips are really great around the holidays. People have that spirit of generosity. And then you can close out your year without the guilt Spend the time with your family that you want to, or maybe you just need to catch up on some rest. Whatever you like to do in your downtime, you're going to be able to do that without the guilt, without the concern that maybe that guest is going to leave you because you didn't get them in before the holidays. So there's always going to be that client, the one that inevitably shows up the week before Christmas is pleading with the girl at the front desk to find an appointment that works for them. I mean, obviously, check your schedule first. You may have some availability. And if you do, why not accommodate? Maybe there's something you can work out. If you don't have plans and want the extra money, take the appointment. And if you just don't have it, then kindly explain, hey, I just don't have the availability. Kindly remember them of that pre-book conversation that you had with them at their last appointment. The lesson is here, and it will change the way that they see you as a professional. You will become someone that is sought after for beauty needs. And they're going to identify that lack of availability with success. And they're going to start to look at you differently. They're going to start to look at you as a true professional. And, you know, you can always offer to put them on a cancellation list. I mean, holidays are not immune to cancellations. People do still call and cancel their appointments. They forget about obligations that they have, things like that. They just can't make it. They're trying to put in some extra work maybe at their employment. You know, there are a lot of reasons. So they still happen. It's a really great idea, even if it doesn't seem possible, to go ahead and put that guest on the cancellation list. And if all else fails, try to book them for an available time after your break. So as a stylist, how can you maximize product sales, service sales, all of that during this busy season? You can do that by creating packages and promotions that have value for the guest and are super easy to understand. A bundle is a really great example. A great formula for that would be something for today. Maybe they come in and they receive a service that day. Something to take home, something that is going to help their hair or support the service that you did at home. 
And then lastly, something to come back for. I think that is a really great formula for a great holiday bundle. Put a price on it and do the math for them. Dollars speak louder than percentages. And of course, free speaks loudest of all. Here's a really great example of a bundle that I offered during the holidays one year. If you came in and received a color service, then you got a deep conditioning mask. That was the gift that day. You also got a product to take home that supported the continued effort to improve the health of the hair. You got that to take home. It was a mask that you did once a week at home. And then when you came back for your next service, you got a free haircut. And yes, I said free. And here is why. What is the real sweat off of your brow anyway? You've already done the treatment, the blowout. Is a free 15-minute dry cut at the end really a huge sacrifice? Not really. It doesn't take very long. It means a lot to the guest, and they know exactly what to expect. Free. If you say 20% off your haircut, then they've got to go in and do the math. They're much less likely to be wooed by something like that than they are free. I don't recommend giving away services that have a really high expense attached to them, color services and things like that. Definitely make it about what you can add on that won't cost you a lot and won't cost the salon a lot. Buy three, get one free on your retail products will outsell a 20% off promotion every time. It ends up being about the same amount of a discount, but that is not what matters to the guest. It's how they hear things. It's how their brain processes things. And like I said, free speaks the loudest. One mistake that a lot of salon owners make is they buy all this excess inventory, hoping that it will sell during the holiday season. For one thing, you should always be working within a budget for all of your inventory. So if the budget allows it, there really is no better time to stock up on a few extra items for the retail shelves. A lot of times, the manufacturer of the products that you carry and support will also have built-in deals for you, and you should definitely pass those deals on to the guest. Truth-telling, every year we end up with leftover holiday promotion crap that we end up marking down marking down again. It ends up collecting dust. So we have just cut way back on that and went with customized gift sets with built-in discounts of our best-selling products. Customized meaning the guest gets to put their own gift set together, whether it be for them or whether it be as an actual gift. The discounts are clear and they are built in and they are of our best-selling products. So I'm not buying a bunch of stuff that Aveda has marked down because maybe they're not selling a lot of it. I am identifying the products that sell best to my guests and my salon, and I'm buying extra of those. After that, the holidays, that product that you purchased, it just goes right back on the shelf with the other inventory, and I'm not taking a huge hit on it. I do recommend that you run some sort of holiday promotion, you know, one to sell gift cards or holiday packages. I mean, you have entered into the service and retail business. Yes, you are an artist, but you still have to sell yourself. And the holiday season brings billions, multi-billions of dollars through the beauty industry every single year. And you should be part of that. Definitely keep your packages simple And again, create it using your best-selling services, your best-selling products, and put a flat rate on it. There is a reason why these services are popular. So just, you know, answer the call that your guests are trying to give you. And bonus, if you add something extra on for the purchasers. At Locks, we do $10 in salon cash for every $100 spent on packages and gift cards. And I feel like that is an incentive for a regular customer. I'm going to add a little side note in here. 
when the recipients of these gift cards come in, remember that of all the gifts that they could have given the person that they love, they gave the gift of you. So you better make sure that you're worth it. Go the extra mile. Give them a little extra. What else can we add on to make them feel special? This was considered a gift. Do everything you can to make it seem like one. So should you hire an assistant or an associate for the holiday season? You know, like TJ Maxx would, you know, they hire extra people just to come in and and help them during this super busy time. Depending on your employment situation, you might consider hiring assistant. They will only be helpful, though, if they've been properly trained. So you will want to start the training process about four weeks before you actually expect them to take on the work that you're hiring them to do. For me, I spend a lot of time making sure that my new apprentices know exactly how I like my guests shampooed, in what order the services that we offer are done. I make sure that they understand the multifaceted experience that the guest receives while they're in my care. I cannot hire them the week before I want to use them for these services and expect them to be incredible. And my guests deserve incredible. So make sure that you're creating this opportunity for the assistant to really show up and show out for you. Maybe you're the assistant this year. Pay close attention to your mentor. This is a really great time to learn. A great time to learn how to take really good care of people. A great time of year to learn how to go the extra mile. And a really great time to learn how to handle the stress that comes from working behind the chair when you're back to back booked. This is a really great time for you to also show the salon owner or your mentor that you're an amazing team player and a valuable one. And that if they only hired you for the holiday season, you're someone they might want to keep around. So this was a really interesting question that I got asked. How can a stylist market to the significant other of their clients and encourage them to buy the things that you know they want without it being cringy, without you just randomly reaching out to this person that you've never met before? And it can be a bit tricky, you know, especially if you know nothing about their significant other. I mean, I couldn't tell you the first name of most of my clients, boyfriends and girlfriends. But the easiest way to market yourself, period, is on social media. And that's no different when you're trying to target market someone. You can get on Canva and create some really easy graphics for your promotions. And honestly, I find most people are willing to drop a hint one way or another to their person what they really want for Christmas. So make sure that if they do drop that hint, that you're easy to find and that they know what the assignment is. You could even do an email blast, assuming that you have access to that information. So should stylists prepare for a dip in sales in January, you know, after the busy holiday season, after it seems like everybody and their brother and mother have come into the salon to get a haircut or pick up something? You know, that depends. A stylist in the building phase probably will. If you're still building your clientele and you're booked, you know, anywhere from 25 to 40 percent of the time. Yeah, you're probably going to notice a little bit of a dip in the busyness of the salon in January, especially if you are a stylist that is just sitting around waiting for the phone to ring. But if you're that kind of stylist, that's a whole nother episode. (laughs) The type of stylist that is still building, you got to keep hustling. You got to come back from your Christmas break that you earned, that you deserved, and you've got to get back to work. Typically, an established stylist now is booked out regardless. Not much is going to change for a stylist that is booked out anyways. 
Coming back from the holiday break can be challenging. It's really important that you budget this excess income that you've received, especially if it's pre-sales like gift cards and packages. So yes, you've received the money for those services, but when that client comes in and they're on your book, you may have already been paid for that time. So that's definitely something to keep into consideration. You know, I personally am very inspired by the clean slate that a new year offers. I spend my break wisely. I spend time with my family. I get extra rest. And I also set my new goals for the next year. Another thing that I do that helps me come back with that really great new year energy is that I stay consistent with my bedtime and my workout routine. You know, our habits largely dictate how we think about things and how we navigate through this life. So if we look at a break as a reckless abandon situation where, you know, we're staying up till two o'clock in the morning, we're not working out, we're eating like shit, we're drinking more than we usually do. If we look at a break as this well-deserved excuse to throw everything that makes you functional out the window, then yeah, it's going to be really, really hard. So think about your habits and think about those routines and what can stay intact that will really help you when it's time to come back. If you take a break from everything in your life that's routine, it can feel very daunting to get back at it after a long break or even a weekend sometimes. I've learned a lot of lessons working in the beauty industry for the past 20 years. And one of the biggest lessons I learned is that groundwork has to be laid. Now that work might change, but in the beginning, In order for you to have some semblance of work-life balance during this very busy time, the groundwork has to be laid. Let me explain. I started my first salon job in January of 2003. So that means like I had like almost a full year behind the chair before my first holiday season. So I worked my ass off that first year. I had to leave every day at six to pick up my kids. So I skipped lunch every day. And I'm not recommending that. That's just how I did it. But I wanted to be available if a client needed me. And taking a lunch break seemed like a waste of time since, you know, there's always processing times to take a load off, lift my feet up, get a bite to eat. So taking an hour off at that time just didn't seem super necessary to me. I opened my first salon in summer of 2004. So you can probably imagine how hard I had to work in the 15 months that I spent at that first salon, you know, to get to a place where I could open my first salon. Please don't be afraid to be all in. And I mean, all in that first year, second, third, if necessary, this is your future. And it starts with the groundwork. The first half of my career, I worked right up until Christmas and I absolutely hated it. It like absolutely broke my heart to be so busy during my favorite time of the year. I even went in at noon on Christmas Eve sometimes, just in case someone wanted to buy that loan gift card. Well, fast forward to 2013, and I met the love of my life, and we opened locks together. At that point, it was time for me to step away from the chair for the holidays and be really present in this beautiful new life that we were creating together. You know, this is where my priorities changed, and I really had to get serious about boundaries and put those boundaries in place. Fast forward another 10 years, and I'm proud to say that this year, I'm taking a full two weeks off during the holiday to spend time with my family and travel. Now, could I have done this sooner? Sure, but we don't always make that decision. My biggest lesson is that you can't really fast forward through your career. You will not become an overnight success unless you put that kind of energy into it. 
Now, in 15 months, I became successful enough to feel like I could leave the salon I was at and do a better job on my own. But like I explained, a lot of work went into that first 15 months, a lot of work, a lot of sacrifices were made. But if you do, if you put that kind of energy into it, it is possible to do what I have done in a fraction of the time. But girl, you better work. I sound like a broken record when it comes to balance, but plan ahead and set boundaries. Those are the only two ways that you're going to get out of it with any sanity left. Go ahead and put those non-negotiables on the calendar. And like I said, put it on your work schedule as well. And then that way you're not tempted to take a client that might make you late for your kid's Christmas play. You have to decide ahead of time if and when you're going to put in any extra time and then decide when your last day of work before the holidays is and stick to it. So everybody, every stylist, every salon does the holidays different, but... You do have to decide ahead of time what your holiday calendar is going to look like. And, you know, in the past, we've closed the salon for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. That was really tough on people that had to travel for the holidays. So then shortly after that, we added the day after Christmas as well. We've always been closed New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. We were never busy on New Year's. And of course, New Year's Day is just a really great time to reflect on the last year and set some goals for the year ahead. And this could be a really great starting point for a holiday calendar for a stylist in the first few years. Now, if your needs change, don't be afraid to pivot. I've pivoted a million times on how we close for the holidays. And, you know, you have to pay attention to what's working and what's not and not be afraid to pivot. And this year, our team looks a little different in so many amazing ways. So this year, it made sense to close for the entire week of Christmas and give everyone a full week to rest, spend time with their families, and enjoy this precious holiday season. Now, when you work for someone else, they'll make these decisions for you. And these are great questions to ask during the interview. If you are someone that is just high-spirited during the holidays, or maybe you have to travel significantly to be with your family then you need to know ahead of time, how does this salon handle the holidays and is it going to line up with how I want to spend mine? Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Aspiring Stylist Podcast with Tracy Franklin. If you enjoyed listening and you want to hear more, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. The Aspiring Stylist Podcast with Tracy Franklin is a Morgan Franklin production. Today's episode was written and produced by Morgan Franklin. Editing and post-production by Mike Franklin. Want to find out more about Tracy and the Aspiring Barber and Beauty Academy? Go to AspireBarberAndBeauty.com.